Whoso reciteth this prayer with lowliness and fervor will bring gladness and joy to the heart of this servant. It will be even as meeting him face to face. He is the all-glorious. O oh God, my God, lowly and tearful, I raise my suppliant hands to thee and cover my face in the dust of that threshold of thine, exalted above the knowledge of the learned and the praise of all that glorify thee. Graciously look upon thy servant, humble and lowly at thy door, with the glances of the eye of thy mercy and immerse him in the ocean of thine eternal grace. Lord, he is a poor and lowly servant of thine, enthralled and imploring thee, captive in thy hand, praying fervently to thee, trusting in thee, in tears before thy face, calling to thee and beseeching thee, saying, O Lord my God, Give me thy grace to serve thy loved ones. Strengthen me in my servitude to thee. Illumine my brow with the light of adoration in thy court of holiness. And of prayer to thy kingdom of grandeur. Help me to be selfless at the heavenly entrance of thy gate. And aid me to be detached from all things within thy holy precincts. Lord, give me to drink from the chalice of selflessness. With its robe, clothe me, and in its ocean, immerse me. Make me as dust in the pathway of thy loved ones, and grant that I may offer up my soul for the earth, ennobled by the footsteps of thy chosen ones in thy path, O Lord of glory in the highest. With this prayer to thy servant, call thee at dawn tide and in the night season. Fulfill his heart's desire, O Lord, illumine his heart, gladden his bosom, kindle his light, that he may serve thy cause and thy servants. Thou art the bestower, the pitiful, the most bountiful, the gracious, the merciful, the compassionate, Abdu'l-Baha. This is a letter that Abdu'l-Bahá wrote to Karin True, who was an early Baha'i, mother, the mother of the Temple of in Wilmette. And it was on the death of her second child to die. And I wanted to just share with it with you. O thou who art tested with a great calamity, be not grieved, be not troubled because of the loss which hath befallen thee, a loss which caused the tears to flow, sighs to be produced, sorrow to exist and hearts to burn in great agony. But know this hath reference only to the physical body. And if thou considerest this matter with a discerning and intelligent eye, Thou wilt find that it hath no power whatsoever, for separation belongeth to the characteristics of the body. But concerning the spirit, know that thy pure son shall be with thee in the kingdom of God, and thou shalt witness his smiling face, illumined brow, handsome spirit, and real happiness. 
Accordingly, thou wilt be comforted and thank God for his favor upon thee. From the Promulgation of World Peace. In the world of existence, man has traversed successive degrees until he has attained the human kingdom. In each degree of his progression, he has developed capacity for advancement to the next station and condition. Throughout this journey of progression, the powers requisite in this world were conferred upon him in the world of the matrix, so that when he entered this realm of real existence, he not only possessed all necessary functions and powers, but found provision for his material sustenance awaiting him. Therefore, in this world, he must prepare himself for the life beyond. That which he needs in the world of the kingdom must be obtained here. Just as he prepared himself in the world of the matrix by acquiring forces necessary in this sphere of existence, so likewise the indispensable forces of divine existence must be potentially obtained in this world. That world beyond is a world of sanctity and radiance. Therefore, it is necessary that in this world, he should acquire these divine attributes. In that world, there is need of spirituality, faith, assurance, the knowledge and love of God. These he must attain in this world, so that after his ascension from the earthly to the heavenly kingdom, he shall find all that is needful in that eternal life ready for him. That divine world is manifestly a world of lights. Therefore, man has need of illumination here. That is a world of love. The love of God is essential. It is a world of perfections. Virtues or perfections must be acquired. That world is vivified by the breaths of the Holy Spirit. In this world, we must seek them. That is the kingdom of everlasting life. It must be attained during this vanishing existence. Abdu'l-Baha. This is the Jesus Calling for December 13th. Take time to be holy. The word does not mean goody-goody. It means set apart for sacred use. That is what these quiet moments in my presence are accomplishing within you. As you focus your mind and heart on me, you are being transformed, recreated into the one I designed you to be. This process requires blocks of time set aside for communion with me. The benefits of this practice are limitless. Emotional and physical healing are enhanced by your soaking in the light of my presence. You experience a nearness to me that strengthens your faith and fills you with peace. You open yourself up to receive the many blessings that I have prepared for you. You become a cleansed temple of my Holy Spirit, who is able to do in and through you immeasurably more than you can ask or imagine. 
These are just some of the benefits of being still in my presence. This is actually for our friends and neighbors in Kentucky. Thy name is my healing, oh my God, and remembrance of thee is my remedy. Nearness to thee is my hope, and love for thee is my companion. Thy mercy to me is my healing, and my sukkah in both this world and the world to come. Thou verily art the all-bountiful, the all-knowing, the all-wise. On prayers and meditations, continuing with number 38. I implore thee, O thou who art the supreme ordainer, not to suffer me to be deprived of the breezes which are wafted in thy days, the days whereon the sweet smell of the raiment of thy mercy hath been shed abroad. Neither do thou keep me back from thy most great ocean, every drop of which crieth out and saith, Great is the blessedness that awaiteth him who hath been awakened from his sleep by the breath of God, which from the source of his mercy hath blown over all such of his creatures as have set themselves towards thee. Thou seest, O my Lord, how thy servants are held captive by their own selves and desires. Redeem them from their bondage, O my God, by the power of thy sovereignty and might, that they may turn towards thee, when he who is the revealer of thy names and attributes is manifested unto men. Baha'u'llah. O thou, whose face is the object of my adoration, whose beauty is my sanctuary, whose habitation is my goal, whose praise is my hope, whose providence is my companion, whose love is the cause of my being, whose mention is my solace, whose nearness is my desire, whose presence is my dearest wish and highest aspiration. I entreat thee not to withhold from me the things thou didst ordain for the chosen ones among thy servants. Supply me then with the good of this world and of the next. Thou truly art the king of all men. There is no God but thee, the ever forgiving, the most generous. Continuing from the promulgation of world peace. By what means can man acquire these things? How shall he obtain these merciful gifts and powers? First, through the knowledge of God. Second, through the love of God. Third, through faith. Fourth, through philanthropic deeds. Fifth, through self-sacrifice. Sixth, through severance from this world. Seventh, through sanctity and holiness. Unless he acquires these forces and attains to these requirements, he will surely be deprived 
of life that is eternal. But if he possesses the knowledge of God, becomes ignited through the fire of the love of God, witnesses the great and mighty signs of the kingdom, becomes the cause of love among mankind and lives in the utmost state of sanctity and holiness, he shall surely attain to second birth and be baptized by the Holy Spirit and enjoy everlasting existence. Is it not astonishing that although man has been created for the knowledge and love of God, for the virtues of the human world, for spirituality, heavenly illumination and eternal life, nevertheless, he continues ignorant and negligent of all of this. Consider how he seeks knowledge of everything except the knowledge of God. For instance, his utmost desire is to penetrate the mysteries of the lowest strata of the earth. Day by day, he strives to know what can be found 10 meters below the surface, what he can discover within the stone, what he can learn by archeological research in the dust. He puts forth arduous labors to fathom terrestrial mysteries, but is not at all concerned about knowing the mysteries of the kingdom, traversing the illimitable fields of the eternal world, becoming informed of divine realities, discovering the secrets of God, attaining the knowledge of God, witnessing the splendors of the sun of truth and realizing the glories of everlasting life. He is unmindful and thoughtless of these. How much is he attracted to the mysteries of matter and how completely unaware he is of the mysteries of divinity. Nay, he is utterly negligent and oblivious of the secrets of divinity. How great is his ignorance, how conducive to his degradation. It is as if a kind and loving father provided a library of wonderful books for his son in order that he might be informed of the mysteries of creation, at the same time surrounding him with several means of comfort and enjoyment. But the son amuses himself with pebbles and playthings, neglectful of all his father's gifts and provision. How ignorant and heedless is man. The father has willed for him eternal glory, and he is content with blindness and deprivation. The father has built for him a royal palace, but he is playing with the dust, prepared for him garments of silk, but he prefers to remain unclothed, provided for him delicious foods and fruits while he seeks sustenance in the grasses of the field. Abdu'l-Baha.